awesome. Oh, fuck. Hey. Good to see you among the living, man. Check it out. It's the latest talent mix. Thanks, Pete. Good to see you all among the living. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Talon Mix. It's the Smallville recap podcast that found you in a crater and became your dads. I'm Brian here, as always, with my pal Zach. Zach, um, I don't have any man. I'm not. I'm not on I'd, my game today. We already had a full I'd start love, today. I'd love Sorry? to be a. I would love to be a co-father of a crater baby with you, Brian. I. We would raise a great crater baby. Let me a tell you right not now. Not a good regular baby, but no. a regular baby would be doomed. <laughs> but like a crater baby where the bar is already so low and the other I option don't... is crater. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that it would be. I don't think we would do a bad job with a real baby. I just think they would have really strong opinions about Doctor Strange 2. Right. Like, right. They would it's... have really specific tastes. <laughs> eventually you know um uh, how when you go off and you know you, you grew up with your family and then you go off into the real world and you kind of learn oh the way i grew up was kind of insane um yeah. and i think everyone experiences that um, Sure. and i think our crater baby would eventually learn like oh no one else cares about dr strange too the way my crater fathers seem to care about Doctor Strange too, so passionately. My dads pretended there was a vault, an invisible vault, in my house until I was twenty-five. I found and out. Anytime something could connect to Doctor Strange too, of which a shocking amount of things arbitrarily could. And they do a whole miming motion of bringing the vault out and putting in a key code. <laughs> so they both had keys. They had to turn at the same time. <laughs> is that oh, actually man. maybe that's what we need to install uh, <laughs> on the vault is a dual key system. <laughs> right. So what we can't we can't talk about it unless both of us wants to. Right. Right. Exactly. Um, I'm man. I'm, oof, oof, I'm off today. I'm off. <laughs> My brain went completely blank there of a thing to say next into the microphone on our podcast. I mean, it's not far off from our usual shtick. Is like, that's true? Not knowing what to say, it, it kind of fits our whole vibe. <laughs> uh man weird little bit of bookkeeping i was looking at our our analytics um the other day texas oh, yeah. howdy. is our most howdy. howdy everybody howdy. It's, um california is a close second but not that close texas is our, our number one listened to state and i feel like we have to do something about that right i feel like if you're listening to this in texas maybe i'll set up an email you can email me and i will send you a t-shirt that says i live in texas and i listen to a smallville recap podcast <laughs> <laughs> no no frills nothing fancy just a black t-shirt white text i live in texas and i listen to the talent mix does it it doesn't tell you where in texas they are does it uh, it does. I have cities. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. You have to yeah. tell me off, off mic. Yeah. Terrifying, right? <laughs> What's that? That's terrifying, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, 
All you Texas listeners will be happy to know that Brian and I are both wearing cowboy hats. Of you course. can't see them. And we will be wearing them for every episode going forward. Yes, yes. I I think this is a shift. I think we can change Texas from being known for big hats, guns, and racism to being known for being big fans of a Smallville recap podcast. <laughs> I like Texas. I've been to Texas a couple of times. Texas is known for a lot more than those things, Brian. Football, oil rigs. Mm, mm, boring. <laughs> no, I like the things I said. I, I mean, I don't like the things I said, but unless the hats are fine, the hats are fine. <laughs> um, and we've lost basketball all of teams are in Texas. They got okay. three. They got three basketball teams, Brian. Okay. Um, I've been to Austin three or four times. I, I love Austin. Um, that's all I that's know. The about only Texas. Place in, that's the only place in Texas I've ever been. So it's almost like you and I have never really been to Texas. I guess that's fair. Austin is like the West Coast in Texas. Right. 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 Um, Well, I still liked it, and I'll probably go again at some point before I die. Um, Zach, we watched this episode Ageless this week. It's fucking where we're hitting the end of season four. And um, I think I can only describe as you have venom for this episode. <laughs> yeah, I Is have that venom. Accurate? I have venom for the A plot. Sure. So the majority of the episode, there is a B plot that I think is actually really good. And shockingly, it's about the stones. <laughs> does two genuine question. Does two scenes count as an a, a B plot? I guess there isn't more another. Than, it's B-plot. more than two scenes, Brian. It's like it's four. Okay, that's fair. That's I. I wasn't paying attention. Then. <laughs> the B plot is notable because it features the return of John Glover, our boy, uh, our beautiful boy. Not just not just return after an absence of a few episodes, but a return in the role of Lionel. You know what I mean? A, a return to form. He's really shaking yes. off the cobwebs. He's back, baby. He's a the beautiful hair. butterfly now. The hair is like puffed up like he stuck his oh. fingers in an electric socket oh. and just beautiful mane of hair. <laughs> oh, we're going to get some good Lionel. So some real peak Lionel is coming up. Um, if you if you think we love Lionel now, wish for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but before we get uh, too into that, Zach, what have you been watching this week? Oh, man. That's a great question, Brian. I watched The General, a Buster Keaton movie. Okay. You're on, you're on a Buster uh, Keaton kick. I've watched a couple. I've watched a couple. Yeah, The General was very good. Um, it's basically a chase movie on trains and uh okay got it that's that one yes it's the, i mean it's the big one right um, right right i like sure i like sherlock jr more but uh is sherlock jr the one with the clock which one's the one with the clock that's uh not buster keaton um oh is that it's a, <laughs> oops no that's one of his contemporaries harold lloyd yeah. is uh got yeah. it safety got last it. i think is what it's called um, that's it. I think that's all I watched this week. I don't. I fell asleep during uh, 
several movies on on Tubi. That so I nothing I've I've watched enough of to comment on. Right, I kind of I'm kind of in the same boat. Um, yeah, my daughter is sick. I I caught whatever she's got, so it's been a pretty miserable couple of days in our house. Yeah, um, which has led to uh, I I watched Back to the Future again. Great movie, Men in Black. Great movie. Some solid. They were just on Tubi. Solid fucking picks. Can't go wrong with those. Um, don't make them like that anymore. Um, I fell down. It's been a long time since I've rewatched Friends. I did like a good chunk of the first season. I'll probably keep going. Um. I, people get down on Friends. Stop it. It's a good show. So, season season one of Friends is my favorite season. I have a real soft spot for like dead middle. Um, yes. I, I think it would go for me. It would go one and then five would be the next. Right. Best right. one. Um, but I do think a lot of what people hate about Friends comes in like the last four seasons. Right. I agree. The quality. Um, really dips (laughs) i still i don't have a hard dislike of the later stuff either i i like the whole show oh Um, no you know me i'm a yeah i'm a friends fanatic (laughs) (laughs) this could be a friends podcast i mean mean, there was probably a 50 percent if we happened to be talking about friends at the time where this is yeah this is called uh the central perk mix yeah. <laughs> and we're talking about small it, we've hit the same point we're 85 episodes in, 86 episodes in and we're we've talking about how we man. could be doing a smallville pop. i just watched a couple episodes of smallville man remember that we really liked that <laughs> yeah season four was my favorite yeah. Um, but yeah, it's been a pleasant rewatch. It's of course it's of its time. Um, but also in in a similar way, weirdly timeless. I can't a couple of years ago, like when it went on Netflix for the first time, a lot of kids were finding it and really, really enjoying it. Um, which is unexpected for a sitcom older than they are. You know, like I I str- I like Cheers, but I struggle to like really get into the groove with it because it feels old. Um I I love Cheers, but I get what you're saying. I think it's the 20 something of it all, the yeah, the hip 20 something of it all. It's I don't know. It's sure. I, Cheers is a lot of people like middle-aged and That's true. That's true. Not all hot 20 somethings. I wonder if there's also there. I do think there's a weird flattening that streaming has caused. That's kind of hard to explain. I don't know. It's this doesn't really apply to friends, but I don't know if you've experienced this. If I'm watching something on, say, Pluto TV, the live linear channels and like some sitcom comes up, some middling CBS sitcom, I cannot tell you what year it's from, from the last (laughs) 20 or 15 ish yeah. years mid 15 is probably right um i can't tell you especially or especially a game show we sat there emily and i on the couch sat there and tried to figure out what the fuck year is this from because digital photography has kind of flattened everything out to all sort of yeah. look the same yeah um that's true especially now especially when you're talking about uh multi-cam sitcoms mm. that really all have the one style 
So right. if the camera is not changing, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. Oh, the other, the only other thing uh, I've been watching, and I guess it's relevant to this show. I'm watching a lot of Superman the Animated Series again. Um, and goddamn delightful, delightful show. Is it? Um, is it real? Is it like the definitive Superman as the Batman animated series is the definitive Batman? That's kind of what I wanted to talk about and how it really is. Um, I, I think better than a, a, any random comic book you could pick up. I think this is Superman, the best version of these characters in their most platonic, idealized form. Um, the characters on Smallville are going to become these characters. Like this is the Lex Luthor that Michael Rosenbaum will become. Obviously, the oh, continuity cool. doesn't work out, but you know, what of I course, mean. yeah. But uh, he's the uh, he's the, the he's the slick billionaire. He's not like he's not the the silly con man. Exactly, exactly. He has a sort of authority to him, and like his uh, Lex Luthor episodes are usually some form of he's not super mustache twirling it's he'll have something like oh he invents these robot suits that uh are going to take the place of superman so like cops can wear these and don't be wrong lex is like oh this will keep the streets safer but i'm gonna get my cut you know and like we're yeah. gonna push these yeah. to market before they're ready and the <laughs> the people wearing them are gonna go crazy i mean because... that literally happens at the end of this episode pretty much like, yes. the last beat of the episode Right. Um, it's also funny, I think, how Superman, I think, kind of sometimes gets stuck in its own self-mythology, if that makes sense. Um, or, or at least some sort of confusion or blurred line between Superman, the character, and Superman, the iconic American, like, literary figure, for lack of a better word, of comics count as literature. Um and I think it can be hard with like how quote unquote important Superman is to American media to separate what an actual on the street Superman story looks like. Because um, the Christopher Reeve movie, like the, the Superman, the movie, the best Superman movie is just a biopic of Superman. It's not quote unquote a right. good Superman story. Um, no, it's all, it's all about the mythology, right? Right. And then um, Superman Returns was so reverent to that to its own like detriment. Um, and then uh, I watched Man of Steel. We'll talk about that at some point. <laughs> um, but this is Superman. Uh, the animated series has this perfect, brilliant, kind of cheesy B-level <laughs> sci-fi stories of, uh-oh, some fucking robot goes crazy or an alien does something and superman's got to figure it out and um yes. great it's great and they're they're self-contained but also there's a, a continuity to them of if bizarro gets locked in a dimension and that's where he's kept the next time bizarro shows up they'll explain how he got out of the dimension superman left him great in. great 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 great, great it's great it's great i i just um i think it's uh Batman the animated everyone loves Batman the animated series and Superman's kind of its forgotten brother. Um it's really I never really watched good. It. I never really watched it. I watched the crossover, but I I it's need to just, give that a, a watch. 
I we should do a couple for the maybe not the whole show, but like a couple select episodes, <laughs> maybe in one. I think would be fun. Um, yeah, we should at least Justice do the first League's, one. Yeah, definitely. Um, and Justice League's really good too. Um, I've only seen a handful of smattering of episodes of that through the years, but um, it's all really now, good. Those are all those are all technically in the same continuity as the animated series. They are, yeah, they are. They were all run by this guy Bruce Tim. He created all the shows, yeah. and they all. That's their own continuity, but the continuity is self-contained stories, you know, like. Right. Yeah. Um, I just but, know they um, kind of they kind of do a like a. They close the loop on Batman and Batman Beyond in the Justice League show right. at some Justice point. Justice League Unlimited, they, yeah. right? Yes, yeah. I believe that's the finale of Justice League Unlimited. Oh um, wow! So it's really a finale for Batman Beyond. Right. <laughs> right exactly. Um, but man, they're. I think they are exactly what I kind of wish comic books still were, you know, um, where I don't know, you see a spinning rack at a grocery store and like this one has this guy looks cool. Let's see what he's all about. Right. Um, Superman, the animated series. Give it a and go. It's for, if you have and it. it's for kids. It's for kids. And that's OK. And, that's and okay. not only is that OK, I think that's better. Yes. Yes. It's for kids, um, and you can enjoy it. I enjoy Toy Story. That's for kids. Right, right. I don't need there to be a dark and gritty Toy Story movie. Nope. In fact, nope. that sounds terrible. <laughs> I do wonder what that would be. I don't want to see it. Uh, I do want to see it. Let's be real. If they made it, it'd be the like, well, Zack I got to see what this is. Toy Story movie. <laughs> Look, you oh. got to pay attention to it, Zach. <laughs> It's a deconstructivist <laughs> interpretation. Brian, okay, well, I think we should just make this a weekly segment where we, we talk about whatever crazy shit Zack Snyder said this week. Perfect, perfect. Until he runs for president and gets elected, and then it won't be fun anymore. Um, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> so this week, he told a story about how when Batman versus Superman was getting raided by the MPAA, they wanted to give it an R rating because Batman was too mean to Superman. And when Zack Snyder questioned this, they, they suggested that maybe Batman can be mad at him at first. And then they quickly become friends. Um, I should just read the quote, but it's it is nonsense. This did not happen. It's Brian. made up. It's made up. This didn't. This interaction <laughs> didn't happen. Surely he basically the way he's telling this story. The MPAA didn't say go reshoot the movie. Go drastically restructure the movie. Right? <laughs> right. It's like, look, do you? It, there, I believe. Granted, the MPA is not a great organization, but I believe it's pretty much like, yo, look, this has four seconds of blood. It's got to go if you want the PG-13. Right. He can't yes. swear here. Not the literal structure of the movie. <laughs> Wait, I'm, I'm going to read the quote. Are we gonna, we're right. just going to read the quote. Um, pulling it up right here. 
we couldn't do the blood splat on the wall for the crate, but we kept talking all those things out and it was still getting an R rating. And then you got that note from them. Well, we just think Batman's too mean to Superman. And we were like, can you really comment on that? That wasn't him. That was the person he was talking to. I think it's editor. And this is him. Yeah, I didn't think that was in your domain to just not like the idea of them fighting. And so now it's R. They were just like, we think it's rude that they're fighting. And I was like, I'm sorry, it's in the title, Snyder explained. Yeah, this is an NC-17. This is an X. Yeah. Is there any way you can cut them fighting? How about they just team up and like each other? How about that? Maybe they like argue in the first act, but then they shake hands and then they fight the bad guy together i go well they kind of fight the bad guy together at the end didn't you see that and they're like ah well there's a lot of fighting before that <laughs> but also is there I, I haven't seen that movie in a long time it's nonsense it's it is a nonsense spinning its wheels fucking movie is that just the mpa going i didn't fucking watch it <laughs> no, no yeah you, you you texted me that's the mpa politely being like please put something in this movie please make something happen in this movie <laughs> make something happen this is, um, go back to the drawing board man <laughs> there's but Brian, there's I, no way that that really happened that's this is no, nonsense at, at least certainly not the way he's described it it's this is uh this hugely, sounds like hugely a studio. At this point. Is he confusing this with like a studio note? Because this sounds like a studio note. Right, right. I mean, I fully believe that was a studio note of like, surely studio guys were sweating bullets over this movie, right? Oh, like, they had to have been. Oh, they had to have been. Maybe, maybe this, because the studio is probably the one that talks to the MPAA. So they're like, what did the MPAA said? And the studio is like, <laughs> well. They want you to make Batman more likable. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm. Do you want more money for something to happen? Uh, yeah. <laughs> they also want you to make the Lex storyline less confusing uh, and to have a beginning, middle, and end. <laughs> That's a weird... <laughs> Fewer dream sequences, maybe, actually, please. <laughs> Brian, we need... I don't know how this is going to happen because I don't know any, but we need to bring on Z Zack Snyder dude bros to talk about this movie. And I don't know any, and I don't <laughs> I want don't to know one. <laughs> A lot of people now. I don't know any Zack Snyder dude bros, but I don't. I don't know how many there still really are. Um, but uh, I know a lot of people when Zack Snyder's Justice League came out. Um, we're like, you know, this one, it's pretty good. No, it's not. <laughs> no, no, it was. No, a, that was wife, a... My wife was one of them. No, it's not. <laughs> no, that was a COVID thing where people were no. like, I'm desperate for entertainment. This is right. okay, right? If that fucking movie, and now granted, it's, it's not really a full Zack Snyder's full quote unquote realized blank check vision, right? It's compromised um as as thank anything god. could be I, thank god thank god but like if that four hour episodic cut came out in theaters people would have rioted right <laughs> no yes. way would people have been like no it was pretty good it plays better at home because it's basically like a mini series it's right. a made for tv mini series right 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 right, right. 
Um, I also, I still I also think, feel like I, I still think the theatricals better. I'm with you. I, I think there's been a little bit of a revision of a revisionist internet history over the theatrical. I distinctly remember the attitude toward the theatrical Justice League being, you know, it wasn't that bad. It was yes, like compared to Batman was, v Superman, it was fine. Yes, that was my reaction when I saw it the first time. I was like, oh, you see how it could have been good, actually. It wasn't, but right. it could have been with a few <laughs> a few tweaks. I think it was sitting with like a 60-something on Rotten Tomatoes, and I yeah. remember Twitter being like, it wasn't that bad. And now there's been some internet revision that it's awful. Well, that was the Snyder people. That was the Snyder I, people. I've seen people I like too, and I've seen people yeah. who I swear to God at the time said it was fine. I know they yeah, got like, the Snyder people got to them. I guess the Snyder guess. people got to them. I guess. Oh God, I <laughs> trying to stop myself because we we have a we'll record a full episode about Man of Steel, but I watched that today, and I have things to say, Zach. Uh, it'll be interesting because I actually like man of steel i'll say that that's that's yeah. A, <laughs> yeah i i don't like it as a superman interpretation like i don't dig that but as a movie uh i don't think it's bad i will say i the i i haven't seen it since i saw it in theaters the first time and I really, really, really didn't like it. And I really focused on the things in it that I didn't like. Now, like the, the movie hurt me, right? Right, yeah. <laughs> it mm -hmm. got under my skin and hurt me because it wasn't the Superman movie that I wanted. Now, yeah. completely removed from, you know, a decade or more removed from it. Um, and like now I was in like, it's so in my head of like a movie I do not like that like I was able to see more of the, not that bad stuff. I didn't think it was that bad. Right. Um, I would not go so far as to say like I liked it. But if you we'll watch, we'll get into it Batman, in the future. If you watch Batman v Superman right after, you'd be like, "Oh, Man <laughs> of Steel's great." Yeah, <laughs> great fucking movie. That's as good as good as the Donner movie, <laughs> comparatively. <laughs> it's amazing what a movie with a plot. Even right. like a a very like a bare bones. Ooh, it's thin. Yeah. It's thin. <laughs> uh, oh, but that's Brian, that's how little I, Batman v Superman has. Look, you and like I just said, I like Man of Steel. You and I on our episode are going to tear that movie to fucking pieces. It's we are going to tear that movie up. Truly. Truly, I oh oh. So look out for that. Uh, we'll be uh recording that soon-ish to release at some point. I don't know. Um, and then we'll do. Batman. Well, we recorded it in the Phantom Zone. So actually, we say, probably time is when I say yeah. When I say separated. we recorded it, I mean we we might have already recorded it, or we're going to record it. It doesn't. There's no. It's right. There's no. It has there's happened, no and it is yet to happen. Right, 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 right. That's, yep, that's science, baby. <laughs> uh, anything, uh, anything else? Oh, I, I... yeah, last thing, Brian. This is not related to entertainment at all. This is just a thought I had, and I wanted to see if you sure. could relate. Sure. I realized this yesterday. There is nothing in my life 
that gives me more existential dread than shopping for clothes. Oh, sure. Sure. Yeah, I'm okay. with you. Yeah, I, I, I had to get some items the other day. And I just, you know, it takes a few hours. You're out there, you're trying things on. What is it about that that makes me go, oh, life is meaningless? It's, life is I utterly think, meaningless. Uh, I really struggle with it in the summer. I do not have a summer wardrobe. I bought shorts for the first time in a very long... I have. I do not wear shorts, um, but I'm a dad now, so I actually have to. <laughs> <laughs> it's required by law. Yeah. Um, I don't really have any summer clothes because mostly um, how I exist is hiding my body under layers as many as possible. <laughs> um, so summer, I just don't leave my house. I hide. <laughs> and um, but I'm finally like looking for clothes that don't make me want to hang myself <laughs> in the summer. And yeah. it's been challenging and I don't feel good about myself. <laughs> I Part of it for me is also because of the odd shape of my body. Uh, I have a really long torso. Yeah, you so fucking long torso freak. It's almost impossible <laughs> to find stuff that fits me in the store. Sure. Um, so that's part of it. I think it's just the existential dilemma of it all. Like having to choose between two things and you don't give a fuck about the choice, but you still have to make it. Sure. Like that's, sure. That is the essence of existential dilemma. Like, like when someone's like, "Where do you want to eat?" and you like really don't care, but you have to choose. Right. It's like right, oh, right, right, right. God, yeah, right. that's if, just shopping. If... That's clothes shopping. I have no opinion. <laughs> I have no sense of fashion, and I have to choose. Like, that's what right. I'm, I'm like. I want a, a partner, a significant other, just so they can tell me what to buy. Just sure. please, just come sure. with me to the store and tell me what to buy. I um I'm kind of into the idea. I haven't fully committed. I'm kind of into the idea of a very minimalist wardrobe. Just like, look, all you need, you need like four gray t-shirts, a couple of button downs. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm going to start wearing the same thing every day, like Waldo or something. Just so yeah, there you go. <laughs> I don't have to worry about it. Yeah, that makes sense. That's um, why in sci-fi movies in the future, they're always wearing the same thing every day because they're just like they figured it out. Oh, this is easier. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, yeah, it's rough shit. It's rough out there. It's rough out there. Um, especially uh, I've you know moved on from the graphic tee phase of my life. <laughs> Wait, I can see you're wearing a graphic tee under that. Uh, I am wearing a, a uh, t-shirt with an American flag on it. Uh, that oh fuck okay uh, is this so for I've Texas? This story. <laughs> <laughs> I've told this story before. I'm Brian and Eric. Uh, I'll, I'll uh, I'm Brian and Eric. Don't belong here, but I'll, I'll keep a uh, very very condensed version here. Um, uh, we went to a paranormal convention in Connecticut. Our booth neighbor was this guy named Biff, uh, who was a quote unquote spiritual exorcist. His card said he'd performed over a thousand miracles. He stopped counting when he hit a thousand. Uh, wow. He had a long line where with, for people he was performing quote unquote spiritual exorcisms on um, for free. Uh, and he was a weird dude. He would keep coming over to our table and just saying, weird shit um, <laughs> and he was this 
but he was a short buff bald dude uh who explained to me he, you know he talks in like a pro wrestler voice and uh he told me that ghosts and spirit, get those demons <laughs> demons and, and and ghosts and all that stuff are exactly like the movie ghost is what he told me <laughs> That's seeming ghost. That's he said. That's exactly what it's like. Um, and, uh, so, so obviously, um, I, I say to my partner Eric, uh, we one of us has to go get exercised by Biff. Uh, and Eric looked at me and went, "I do not want to do that." So it meant it, it was me. It was me. Um, I got Honestly, spiritually. You could, you could probably use it more. Yeah, that's true. To uh, be fair, I uh, I got spiritually exercised. It was very strange. Um, and then uh, the next day, there's a whole thing with that. Fuck, <laughs> it's a whole thing. Um, but the next day, um. Uh, Biff came to back to our table, threw this American flag t-shirt down onto the table, and then signed it with a Sharpie. And now it's my favorite t-shirt. Oh my gosh. And he, did, he didn't sign it, Brian. He just wrote his name. That's not a yes. signature. <laughs> a signature is like a scribble. He just wrote in capital letters, Biff. Yes, yes. It's my favorite shirt, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you and i should walk around canada with the, you could wear that and i could wear my mm. my usa deal with it shirt mm. oh man i saw so I, I didn't go into the full details of the exorcism but uh biff at one point and he's he's like staring at me in the eye his face is so close to mine not covid safe i'll say that for sure um <laughs> and he looks at me and he goes brian now we're all on our own journeys in this life is it okay if i say the lord's prayer <laughs> I'm like biff you do what you gotta do buddy <laughs> you get these demons out of me <laughs> so biff his face right up on mine eye contact uh, just eyes wide just like, our father who art in heaven just screaming in heaven yes. it was amazing it was incredible Hello, be thy name pretty much how it went <laughs> thy kingdom come oh my god that's amazing oh, oh it was, that's great oh, we gotta get biff on the show <laughs> we haven't gotten oh. biff on brian and eric uh but uh he wanted to do our show a little too bad <laughs> but oh, wow. he was one of those he was one of those guys uh who i think if we had him on the show uh we could have just said a couple of things and he would have just gone for the hour you know it would have been the easiest <laughs> recording hour in history so your your story about biff reminded me today i was at the gym and there was a guy who was a he was a walking cliche of Jim Rat guy. He walked out of an SNL sketch and into the real world. He was with uh, a lady and he was he was a massive human being to the point where like I wouldn't even call him in shape because I don't know if he has any mobility. It's just muscle just okay. like muscle muscle sure. muscle. And it seemed a lot of upper body muscle. It's like I don't know how much leg stuff he was doing, but Sure. He was lifting massive weights, 
And every time he did, he was making a sound that was like part pain, part sexual, like, mm-hmm. ah, ah, <laughs> like just screaming in the gym. And he's he's doing this workout, this ab workout and making those noises. And then he looks up to the lady who's next to him, just watching, who's there with him. And he goes, every time I start to feel pain, I go, you're not done, fucker. Uh, uh, uh. He goes, you're oh, not done, motherfucker. Uh. <laughs> and he goes, you're not done when it hurts. You're done when you're done. <laughs> Zach, I think we found the third host of the Talon Mix. <laughs> well, he did call the the woman baby cakes at one point. So baby cakes, wow! And it, I don't, wow. it wasn't ironic. He wasn't doing it ironically. Great, great. So sounds great. If he calls us baby cakes, then he's in. Bring him on. That's Let's all. It That's actually all it takes. That's <laughs> there is. You're not um... that fucker. Right. <laughs> There is also a secret code phrase that will immediately cause you to usurp one of us and you will replace one of us as host of the show, but we can't reveal what that is. Yeah. Because <laughs> that would be bad <laughs> for this real cash cow that is the talent mix for us. Yeah. I don't know what I would do. Oh. <laughs> uh, should we talk about Smallville, Zach? I mean, if someone if if someone took this podcast from us, we would literally start another podcast without skipping a beat. Like next week, yeah. it would just be the same podcast. Only yeah. we don't talk about Smallville. No, I mean friends. we would ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> no, I really think it, it should have we we should have done. We should be recapping Talkville. That should be our podcast. <laughs> So, because then we're That's recapping the Smallville, we we yeah we recap the episode and their coverage of the episode. Yeah, I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We I, we <laughs> fucked up. It's too late now. What what incentive could we do? What to like? I don't know if it's like reviews. I don't know if it's five star ratings on your podcasting platform of choice. But like, we will we will recap five episodes of talkville it's called talk, talk and, and talkville talk baby that's good shit uh what if we do what if we started we're doing that? it yeah what if we started that podcast just to promote this one like we do like four episodes yeah. of that just so the talkville people will start go oh there's there this better smallville recap podcast out there where they there also talk about guys, Doctor Strange once in a while, right. you know. So with two guys you don't know. <laughs> no, never no, heard but, of. But we're funnier than they are. Okay. I believe it. We are, Brian. They are much more talented than we are, but we're funnier. <laughs> <okay>? <laughs> they can't take that from us. <laughs> uh, they're right, better looking. They're richer. They're more talented. But, but we we're got the funny. Ha-ha's, baby. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, let's talk about the fucking show. This 
week, we watched Ageless. It's the 20th episode in the fourth season of Smallville and the 86th episode overall. It aired May 4th. 2005. I know this is all, of course, because I'm reading directly from smallville.fandom.com. Thank you again to the hardworking wiki writers so that I don't have to take notes. <laughs> and to thank you, we're going to criticize you yeah. <laughs> constantly. <laughs> it's uh in the in the early dark days of this podcast that are truly dark because we uh i didn't upload them but uh so truly truly dark we just tried to recap them kind of from notes and memory and i quickly was like this is not sustainable for me (laughs) (laughs) the second this becomes homework the second this becomes homework i'm not doing it (laughs) so thank you wiki A young man and a pregnant woman are in a car trying to call 911. Suddenly, the woman screams, Car, car, car. If an episode opens with a car, I'm like, Oh, come on, come on, come on. It's the class of Chekhov's car in Smallville. Yeah. Um,. Uh, So her abdomen begins to glow. The man drives the car off the road and then apologizes as he makes a hasty exit. He, (laughs) I don't know about that phrase. He leaves the car. He he gets out of the car. He's (laughs) like, I I gotta go. Yeah. I can't do this shit. Um, The car explodes in a burst of light, startling Clark and Lana who are driving by. They go to investigate and find a crater where the car was along with a crying baby. Um, car, car, that's so where we get the yeah car destruction. The car yes is gone, so that counts. Just gone, just the gone. car was there. It's gone now. Um, it was a roller coaster of emotions, Brian, because the car was swerving. You know, we opened with it swerving, and I'm like, oh, crash, 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 and then they go off road and then just stop in the fields. And I was like, oh, come on. <laughs> And then the, it starts glowing, and I'm like, oh, it's glowing. What's going on? What's, uh? And then it cut away, and I'm like, what happened to the car? Uh, and luckily, it was destroyed, along it with is, the mother, is... unfortunately. That was unfortunate. Unfortunately. We're, we're not... That's unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> hate hate to see it happen. Um, <laughs> so Clark and Lana take the baby to the hospital, where Sheriff Adams <laughs> questions them. Clark suspects that the baby might have arrived on Earth the same way that he did. So when the sheriff states the child services doesn't have room for the baby yet, Clark gets his parents to agree to bring the baby home. There is a look on Johnny K's face here. Not a fucking other one. No. (laughs) (laughs) I'm tired of taking in all these fucking strays. Whatever. You need someone to run run the farm. Um, Yeah, right. There's a great little moment where Clark is like, I don't talking to Johnny K and he's like, I don't think this baby's from around here. And Johnny K comes at Clark, his alien son <laughs> with skepticism. <laughs> now he turns out to be correct. This isn't an alien, right? But th- just the fact that he's not like, yeah, you're probably right. It's a baby in a is, field. It's a common occurrence. In, <laughs> in a crater. Yeah. <laughs> it's absolutely insane that he is still being skeptical. It's wild. It's wild. It's at this point, 
anytime Clark brings home anything, Johnny Cash just be like, yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What the fuck do I know? I have no idea. <laughs> anything is possible. Um. So, uh, Genevieve Teague visits Lionel Luther, intending to collect on his debt he owes her for getting him out of prison. Did we know that that was Genevieve Teague? Uh, not or until were they now. doing some sloppy band-aiding here? Yes. I mean, yeah, we and we definitely didn't know until now. I don't know if it was band-aiding or if it was like, we'll come up, yeah, we'll come up with something interesting. And then they finally were like, we can't come up with anything. We'll just make it answer. Right, right, right. Was it, am I crazy? Am I remembering this incorrectly? It, it was Margot Kidder in the car, right? No. I'm making that up? Wow. No, I think when he got in the car, it, they didn't show who it was. Got it. Okay. Maybe I just thought it was going to be Margot Kidder, and then that's how I'm remembering it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because human memory is incredibly fallible. Um, so this, this storyline still blows, but it is a very smart move to give John Glover and Jane Seymour scenes together. It just, it's... You can't go wrong, right? It's like, like duh. <laughs> duh. It's also funny how uh, whenever two adult actors, are, especially like John Glover and a guest star, it does feel like it's for the kids. <laughs> but they're still chewing it up big time. I mean, it was the same thing with Rutger Hauer. You get another adult professional actor like sorry that sounds right. insulting but like experienced actor yeah, yeah um and just someone and john glover's like ooh, new toys to play with we right. can just let's go um good stuff it's a good scene i mean, I mean yeah, the things the things they are saying is still godly good garbage but well it's good there's the good lines of dialogue it's just the plot isn't nonsense that no one right. cares about but, right. Um, it's just, it's so good to have him back. I'm just so happy to have him back. This is uh, the so rare Genevieve... episode that the Genevieve Teague storyline is the good part of the episode. Yeah, right. Um, so Genevieve wants the crystal of air, but Lionel maintains that neither he nor Lex have it and suggests that Jason does. Uh, Jason does not appear in this episode. Um, uh, also, <laughs> John Glover at one point uh, says, "What do you want me to do? Give give him a good spanking?" <laughs> Talking about Lex. <laughs> um. So uh, Genevieve suggests that something might have might come to harm Lex if Lionel doesn't produce the stone. Lionel asks Lex about the stone and reveals that Genevieve had Bridget Crosby killed. Um. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, so we're jumping around. That's okay. Uh, Michael Rosenbaum is so much better when John Glover's in scenes with him. Like Always, always. Lex is like Joey from Friends. Like, without... The five other friends, Lionel being the five other friends, <laughs> right? So, 
Lex by himself is like Joey, the show Joey. Lex and Lionel <laughs> together, that's like having all six friends. Okay, are we going to, I maybe have to use chat GBT to have it write a uh, premise for a sitcom starring Joey and Lionel Luther. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I really think Rosenbaum is a better actor when he's working with Glover. Like he just brings his game up. Agreed. Agreed. So much. There's a great moment here where Lionel, like, you know, he pleads with him. He's like, we only have so much time left. Like, I love you. And Rosenbaum does this fantastic nonverbal acting where he's just like, <laughs> okay, you know, like, <laughs> like I don't fucking want to hear it. It's so good. Right. So good. Um, at school the next day, Clark asks Chloe to track down the 911 call. Clark and Lana babysit the baby who they have decided to name Evan since they found him in Evan's field. Um, there's a scene here. I, <laughs> it was very funny watching them with the baby. Cause that is now the one thing that I'm like currently an expert on. I've spent the last three months primarily focused on keeping a screaming shitting thing alive. Um, there is a, uh, Clark is feeding the baby a full ass giant classic baby bottle that baby is drinking maybe two ounces at the moment <laughs> like that is and you have also established that that baby is drinking formula and that formula is fucking expensive 99 percent of my stress right now is how do i keep formula stocked in this house <laughs> so if if an episode of this podcast goes up late it's because i'm stressing about how to get more formula <laughs> That's like an one hundred and eighty dollar a week purchase. <laughs> I, there's a bit. Sorry. No, no, you go ahead. No, go ahead. Go. There's a bit where uh, Lana is going to come back to the house, and and Clark is like, "Well, maybe pick up more formula." Oh yeah, that is a very expensive purchase. Lana's being asked to just make. Yeah, that's a good call. Although she does live in her own apartment, she must have money. She's got some source of money. That's true. That's true. Did she haven't like. Did, did her parents have life insurance that covered? That must. Being it's a real Harry Potter situation. <laughs> Listen, I know it's not likely, but like, it's just we should probably just get. You're the gonna full want that meteor coverage. <laughs> How okay. embarrassed would you be <laughs> <laughs> if you if you? Just, I mean, you'd be even more embarrassed if you just stood there and looked at it while it came right at you. That'd be ridiculous. Um, so there's a moment here where Clark needs to warm up the formula, so he uses his heat vision, right. which means he had a boner mm -hmm. while holding the baby. Yes. Not good, not good, Clark. Not good. Not a good look. Not a good, not a good look. look. In the kitchen. <laughs> With his family the there. Itch. Come on. <laughs> Clark, keep it under control. Um, Clark is very good at taking care of the baby, but he then decides that he probably shouldn't get too attached just in case the father is still around. Lana reasons that the father abandoned the baby and he is an orphan like them. Just saying uh, it's... Lana, Lana has no obligation to this baby. Lana keeps coming over. Uh, Lana is hot for clark being good with the baby <laughs> she is, is uh, into it this is another thing i don't like about this episode 
last episode, we finally get the reunification of Lana and Clark. Basically, at the end right. of the episode. Although the scene cuts short before they kiss or anything. It's just implied right. like, oh, let's get back together. This episode, we don't know what is their status. They haven't kissed yet. We haven't seen them kiss. Right, 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 right. We, we just went from nothing. like like nothing to we're getting back together to we're going to raise a kid together. I don't know if we have a hard they're getting back together. I think they're, I, I'm okay with them being in the weird space. I, I just need, I don't know. It just felt like this episode. She still has a boyfriend at this time. He's this evil, episode but... could have been plopped out of any time <laughs> and put here. I do it love, uh, they were, they were in, after spending no time together this season, they were in a car together. Obviously when they found the baby, I was like, what was going yeah. on there? Yeah, huh? exactly. <laughs> yeah. What were you doing? Um, uh, Lana still has she, a boyfriend. I, I don't think she's still with Jason. I think they, didn't they have a, they like, did I don't, fight. I don't think, they fought. I don't think they had official breakup, but he was he was kind of uh, a little grabby, yeah. grabby. I guess. Yeah, maybe that was a peace out situation. Um, interesting. What is what is going on? <laughs> um, I had another note here. Hold on, hold on. Oh, Lana said they're both or the baby's an orphan, like both of them. Uh, right. Lana, your dad's still alive. Just oh, so right. weird. <laughs> still counts. <laughs> yeah, I guess he did bounce on you because his wife doesn't like you. Right, right. It's never to be seen again. <laughs> yeah, your uh, options are guy who bounced and guy who got fully slammed dunked on by a meteor. <laughs> not a not an awesome selection of father figures. <laughs> Uh, um, so Lana reasons the father uh, blah 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 uh, just then the lights flicker and Evan ages from an infant to age 7 instantly so, so um, the writers were watching the movie Jack this week <laughs> I was wondering about uh, the episode is titled Ageless which I don't think is the case He's, no, he ages. No, fast. he's aging. He's, he's right. He's, age is what it should be called. Yeah, aging. <laughs> no, that's the problem. He's super duper ageful. Yeah. yeah, he's ageful. There we go. That's what I was looking for. <laughs> um, so Clark and his parents talk about what to do next while Lana watches Evan in the loft. Evan already knows how to talk and read and appears to be brighter than most seven-year-olds. He tells Lana that he read the encyclopedia all the way to the lever- letter W and says she wants to see a he wants to see a real windmill someday. This seems pretty attainable. <laughs> um, yeah, we could literally... It's a 10-minute drive. Right. Right now, we can go see a windmill. Kid, I'm going to blow your fucking mind. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so Buckle up. Going into this next paragraph here, they realize they have to do something about this kid, right? Someone different wrote this wiki. They're not as ingrained here. This is, we got to fill in some gaps oh, to describe okay. this narratively. Sure, um, sure. 
but they uh they're like yo we have to go talk to someone who can maybe help us out with this who and they decide to go to lex luther Brian, lex luther who, yes that's not totally a wild decision is it it is it is you don't trust him with your own secret so you're just like anyway here's this kid he's a real fucking weirdo right but the alternative is smallville medical that's true lex has specialists baby you show up to smallville medical with like yo that baby just became a seven-year-old it's like yeah that sounds right (laughs) the math checks out Uh oh internet trouble did i disappear for you brian you did. Yeah, I, I was gone for a second. Okay. You're um, back. We were talking about um, Smallville Medical. Right. Um, so, I I don't I don't buy him going to Lex. I don't buy it at all. I don't know. He's the billionaire friend who bails them out sometimes, right? Ah, yeah, but like the last interaction we had with Lex, they fully like it was like I'm glad I have friends looking out for me. Yeah, oh no, yeah. It's another reason this episode blows. We're just like <laughs> this could have been anywhere. Right. Um Clark and his parents talk about what to do next. Well Lon oh sorry, we're we're fully past oh, that. Oh, by the way, Lex Lex says that his or Clark says that Lex has his top scientists on it. Right. That's really close to specialists. So close, I don't think that's enough. I don't either, I but it's so close. He later says Lex has his team on it. It's just so close. The issue is, I believe the specialist, it's especially when it's a specialist from Metropolis. These yes, scientists easily could be residency yeah. in Smallville. That's <laughs> true. Know? We need to hear Metropolis. I think. That's I the, think that's, the Metropolis is really and, the name drop part of it. Right, like, right. He's I've really got to be helicoptering someone in, you know? <laughs> he can't go down to the lab where they go every day. That's just a, I, Lex's I usual resources. I got my resources. doctor in Smallville, but he's from Metropolis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would count. That would count. <laughs> he was born in Metropolis. They decided yeah. to take him to Lex's lab at Luther Corp after an evaluation. Lex's doctors determine uh, that Evan is storing energy at a high rate and expels it in one large burst, causing him to grow alarmingly quickly. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Lex suggests a bone marrow transplant might slow the energy energy storage, uh, but he needs a match from a biological parent. Once again, sure. (laughs) I at one point I I, I I things were kind of like clicking for him like why do they need bone marrow I don't care. <laughs> how I know this this is obvious and goes without saying but how sketchy and illegal is Very. this to be like we're gonna do experimental stuff on this yep. human baby. Yep. yep. Um. <laughs> we think bone marrow might help him. Ah, with this disease we just learned about two minutes Once ago. a baby goes from a baby to a seven-year-old in an instant, ethics are out the window, Zach. 
and that's why you go to Lex Luthor, baby. <laughs> um, we're not here for ethics. We're here for results. Um, or also just no results at all. Just terrible, terrible miscarriages. Of I, I mean, one or the other. Yeah, tomato, tomato. <laughs> uh, on the examination table, Evan grows again to about age 14, disp- uh, dispersing energy and wrecking the lab. He begs Clark and Lana to take him home. Lex starts to tell his team they're going to take him to study. But Clark tells Lex it's not going, they're not going to study Evan because they're taking him home. Evan quickly realizes he will not live very long if he continues to grow at such an accelerated pace. And Clark and Lana unsuccessfully try to quell his fears. It's like, oh no, I'm going to die. Yeah, probably. Teenagers are, yeah. Teenagers are so annoying that like, if if he jumped from seven to 14, I'd be like, um, yeah, yeah right. Okay, yeah, we're go. done with you, buddy. Yeah, you're really <laughs> obnoxious. You just took a turn to the towards the Anakin Skywalkers, or just I haven't had the years of like caring for you that kind of has attached me to you. Now you're just gross and annoying, and you smell bad. Right, and yeah. you look kind of weird. <laughs> A real <laughs> case of the Anakins. A real case of the Anakins. Uh, Clark leaves Evan with Lana to try to track down his father. Chloe traced the 911 call to a Smallville High School student, Karen Gallagher, who used to short out computer monitors. Apparently, she went to a party one week before and hooked up with a boy. Chloe uses an online invitation to track down Evan's father. Clark goes to the garage where the father, Tanner Sutherland, works as a mechanic. He confronts him and lectures him on responsibility. It's <laughs> imagine like Clark just comes in and is like, "Hey, you got to be responsible." You got like, listen, I slept with a girl. The next day, she was fully pregnant. No, I ran for it. I think you get a you get freaked out yeah, and run no. for it. Pass. <laughs> No, I was going to say, the real line is, I slept with her a week later, she calls me over, and she's fully, you know, like nine months pregnant or whatever. First of all, I would be like, obviously, it's not mine. Or like, let's go to the doctor. Like, shouldn't they didn't go to the I mean, doctor? Small, Smallville Medical. They or did they go to Smallville have. Medical? It's Smallville Medical was like, yeah, eh, it, it seems... It's quicker than normal. Hmm. It's, but there's simply no way of knowing how long it's supposed to be. <laughs> and I know we haven't done any tests, but you're definitely the father. So it looks like you from here. I can tell. Um, Tanner denies having a son and tells Clark about how Karen claimed the baby was his after a one week pregnancy. He is also not interested in helping Evan. I think Tanner has legs to stand on. Yeah, I'm with, I'm with Tanner here. I'm with Tanner. Um, also, also you were driving her and then your car exploded and she exploded. And you know what? I don't blame this guy for being like, I don't know what the fuck is happening, but I don't think it happened. I'm just ignoring this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's, 
<laughs> what other options do you have? It's either, either I ignore this or I have a lot of questions about reality and how it works. And you're just talking to me about taking care of this baby. I'm not done with what the fuck. Right. Yeah. Hey, 17 year old. Fuck. Also, your kid's 14. What? (laughs) Your kid's 14 and he kind of sucks. Clark returns and admits to Evan that he found his father. Evan is devastated that his father doesn't want anything to do with him and runs away. Lex reveals that the next time Evan grows, he will release enough energy to kill everyone around him, including himself. Lex wants to confine Evan to minimize the damage he will cause. Evan goes to Tanner's garage and the two argue. In the scuffle, Tanner accidentally falls back onto a mechanics tool and is killed, and Evan runs away in horror. Yes, yes, Zach, emphatically waving. There's no scuffle. Yeah. There's no scuffle. <laughs> he he shoves his 14-year-old child, and the impetus of his own shoving, he pushes himself <laughs> back into this metal thing that kills him um, instantly. Falls back- and then later, later Tanner's or Evan is like, it was an accident. I didn't mean to. You didn't. You got shoved. It's, That's all you did. No one in this episode has read even the previous page of the script in whatever scene they're shooting. <laughs> <laughs> there, yeah. It's like memento style. They're just working through the script backwards, page by page. <laughs> um. Lex and Clark find Tanner's body and sadly realize that Evan has no donor now. Evan shows up back at the Kent farm and confesses to Lana that he's done something awful. He is also starting to feel pain as his next energy release nears. He begs Lana to take him to see the windmill at Chandler's Field. Just saying at 14 and I knew I was about to die, that's not what I'd be asking for. No, no. <laughs> not like, hey, Lana, you really want to, you know, you're not my biological mom. <laughs> also, it's I'm about weird. to explode. Literally. <laughs> and figuratively. <Yeah. laughs> hey. Uh, 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 I would just be in a closet furiously masturbating until I died. <laughs> <laughs> Hell, if I was about to explode now, that's probably what I'd go do. <laughs> um, Clark learns from Chloe that power uh... losses are occurring in a string around Smallville. They trace them to the windmill where Lana and Evan are standing high above the field. Clark urges Lana to climb down as Evan doubles over in pain. Clark climbs up to be with Evan as he rapidly ages. Evan tells Clark that he is glad uh, he and Lana were the ones that found him, with Clark replying that it was Evan who found them. Okay. Uh, Clark shields the blast with his body as Evan expels one more burst of energy, killing himself and destroying the windmill. Weird. This is a weird episode. (laughs) How does... Uh, how does Clark explain that it's, to Lana? He shows up, oh, I got out of the blast radius just in time. Um, his clothes are destroyed. <laughs> um, now, to, what really struck me here is that 
Lana has spent the weekend being okay with this baby who has rapidly <laughs> aged into a young man and then explodes. And Clark, yeah. you can't be like, oh, also I run fast and bullets don't hurt me. <laughs> no, yeah. Every week that he doesn't tell her, it gets exponentially more <laughs> absurd that he's not telling her. Um. So after Evan's death, Lana and Clark talk about how she felt like she had purpose while caring for him. Well, uh, when Lana showed Evan's favorite book to Clark, he told her that it was his favorite childhood book. It was the Velveteen Rabbit and also how he used to imagine himself as the rabbit in the story. Um, this here it is the, the best scene in the episode. Lionel pays Genevieve a visit and pours her a glass of wine. Yes. Um, right. No, no. Oh, she pours. There was she some pours the reconnaissance wine. happening here. Um, when she starts yes, choking yeah. and collapses, Lionel reveals that he has poisoned her wine and dangles the antidote in her face. He tells her that if she ever threatens him or his family again, there will be dire consequences. He also forces the location of the crystal of water out of her. Um, the it's, it's very good, but. Lionel pulls out this little vial that has the antidote. And now granted, I've never worked in props. I don't know if I had to come up with like the antidote prop, what I would have done. I don't think this was a good one. <laughs> it is. It looks like the antidote from Temple of Doom when the, you know, I... when he's like the poison you just drank, <laughs> Dr. Joe. It is just a glass vial with like blue Kool-Aid in it. Mm, that looks I not to be. There's also the. The great line Lionel says, I'm told that the pain will oh, be sorry. excruciating. By who? Your poison if guy? would have a poison guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just picture Lionel in like a, <laughs> like a sketchy guy's apartment. <laughs> and he's like, man, this one really hurts. I'll take that. Yes, yeah. I'll take uh, that uh, one. Well, let me hear about that. Would you say that it would be excruciating? Okay. In interesting. Yeah. Okay, now, good, one yeah. more time, the Maui Wowie. How did that work again? <laughs> Okay, no, 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 no. We'll do this. We'll do the excruciating pain one. Yes, we'll do. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, hi, everybody. We had a little bit of a technical difficulty, but we are back. Um, so just picking up where we left off here. Clark's parents talk to him and he shares his fears that since he is not even human, he won't ever know what it's like to be a father. Martha and Jonathan point out that they are parents, even though they couldn't have children. And Clark looks thoughtful. You'd think a, a kid who's known he was adopted his entire life would like, right. Think of that. Wouldn't need that pointed out. <laughs> they all, they say like, you never know, you know, like you, at this point, is that part of Superman lore that he has a kid yet? I thought that was later. I thought that was Superman Returns and then kind of afterward. It's it's um, I think only. Yeah. In the last couple that's I don't know if that's an inevitability. Yeah. Um, in being a Nietzsche line, I think only recently that's now kind of an accepted Superman has a Superman and Lois have kids. Right. No, it's so, kind of an accepted storyline. That's what I thought. So my question is, what are they hinting at there? The writers? You never know. I don't know if this is a Nietzsche hint thing. I think this might just be he's a teen boy who uh, wants to 
wants to have a family someday. Right, I know. I felt like the writers having the scene end on, hey, you never know what'll happen. Like, yeah, hmm. it seems like they're saying, hey, maybe he will have a kid one day. I don't know. Okay. I don't I don't think because now in the comics, he's got a kid. And then obviously Superman and Lois is about him having kids. Um, maybe they're talking about crypto. I don't know if. Yeah. <laughs> Though, um, uh, Super, uh, uh, Lois and Clark, the new adventures of Superman infamously, uh, ended like the series finale, the unintentional series finale when it was canceled, ended with a uh, baby on their doorstep that was supposed to build up another season and then it got canceled. <laughs> right. We'll have to do that show at some point for <laughs> someday. Um, so Clark goes to the, uh, Clark goes to the Lex's mansion. Thanks, Wiki. Uh, to thank him for setting uh, <laughs> for se- <laughs> I'm just reading verbatim here. Clark goes to the Lex's mansion to thank him for setting up thing with child services by claiming that Evan has died of pneumonia. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. I don't remember that. I don't remember that either, because all I remember is thanks for straightening things out with child services. And I wrote down, hey, um, that kid blew up. Sorry. (laughs) Remember that kid you let us watch for a few days? Don't worry about it. My rich (laughs) friend says it's fine. (laughs) Turns out they had a rare condition. That made them age 14 years in one day and then blow up. So um, we don't have any evidence. Just call it a wash, right? (laughs) We don't have any evidence of it. You're just going to have to trust me. Are we we good here? (laughs) I'm really certain they don't say anything about pneumonia. But if they did, that doesn't work. No. Hey, the baby had pneumonia. Um we didn't take it to a hospital. Where's the nope. body? Um, we buried it. It's yeah. It's in the it's it's underground where he wanted. We, That's where he wanted. We had he had pneumonia and then blew up uh, at the end of it. <laughs> Classic baby grenade. You know how it goes. Um, <laughs> the thing is, if they didn't have that line. I wouldn't have given it a second thought. I wouldn't have been like. Wouldn't have thought about it. Wouldn't have thought about it. It is a very funny. They're though. drawing attention to. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Child <laughs> services are going to want to know what the fuck is going on with this kid. <laughs> um, Lex assures Clark that Evan's death will not have been in vain as the research acquired from Evan's aging process could eventually advance the studies on cancer and other diseases by hundreds of years. He tells Clark he'd be releasing the findings uh, to help future generations. Clark wondered what kind of man Evan would have been. Uh, (laughs) Once again here, uh, reading directly from the wiki. Clark wondered what kind of man would Evan have been as a man? (laughs) Oh, no. And both started talking on how much of a ca- of of a capable parents they would be. Ooh, uh, ooh, ooh, wiki, wiki. Had a, had a, this one needed another few too many before we wrote this one, huh? I think so. Um, 
But uh, so Clark, I believe, talks about Lex tells Clark that he would be a good father. Uh, Clark returns the compliment to which Lex is like, "Mm, maybe not. (laughs) Yeah, Lex is like, Uh, my dad was kind of shitty. And so I'm kind of shitty. Right. Um, After Clark's departure. Yeah. After Clark's departure, a man working for Lex asks him if he's seriously intending to release the findings acquired from Evan to the public. Uh, Lex replies with an eventually, implying that he would not be releasing the findings anytime soon. I think that's a very, that's a good Lex moment. Yeah, like it's it. a good button to end on. It's, I do think Lex like wants to do the right thing. Lex just wants to make sure Lex gets Lex's first. Right, yeah, you know? exactly. Just like you were talking about with the cartoon. Exactly. Um, um, I think that's a definite nominee for worst of the season. I certainly, it's certainly a nomination. Zach, there is no featured music this episode. Oh, no, they weren't going to waste any good needle drops on this fucker. I think this was, it's certainly not a bottle episode, but I certainly think this is a, we ain't got a ton of budge. Yeah. <laughs> hey, the budge is a little tight. Um, I It feels to me like uh, this is the end of the season and I'm tired. Sure. Like yes. we need something to film. Right. <laughs> Which is tough because the end of the season is really when you want to be ramping up excitement. And they were. The last two episodes did their job. And I think the two after this are both, if I remember right, do their job. So, like, what the fuck is this thing right in the middle? It's You definitely could have just not. Just You could have just ran a rerun. Yeah. <laughs> Do the la- do spirit again. <laughs> like I the Lionel stuff you could have just put in a different episode. Right, right. Uh it's not good. It's not good. Um I think I didn't I texted you. I didn't find it to be a slog to watch. I, I found it the funny kind of bad. Um rather than I think there was something else this season that I really just found a chore to get through. Um It's no zero. So it it's no, zero, it's no zero. It's no Redux, which was the, the right, other really bad right. one. Um, looking at some notes here. Um, <laughs> just this is a long paragraph. I'm not going to read the whole thing. Just the first sentence here. This episode doesn't have any kind of main antagonist, although it does have plenty of antagonism. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's great. Uh, No Lois this episode. Honestly, and like, don't worry, it would have to be, I think this wouldn't be a perfect fix. There'd be a lot of changes. This would have to be, you know, a good script. Um, This would be more fun for Clark and Lois. Oh, 100%. Poor Kristen Crook. They don't give her anything to do except for look longingly at Clark or the baby. They give her nothing. Right. Seriously. Lois would at least have uh, fun lines. <laughs> right. Um, let's see. Lana didn't know that Evan was going to die. Uh, then she probably didn't think anything when Clark covered Evan and then appeared to and then appeared okay, but she was almost 
able to see Clark running until the wiki. (laughs) That's how bad the episode was. The person that's what I'm the person writing the wiki was like, I'm at one draft. I'm just gonna (laughs) stream of consciousness. We're gonna get this out. Oh, okay. Uh, This. In other media we have here, this episode strangely mirrors an episode from the Batman-themed TV series Birds of Prey, where the Huntress discovers a baby that rapidly ages every time he sleeps, who ultimately sacrifices himself to save the day and eventually dies in the same episode. Several producers from Smallville were producers for that show as well. I don't know. This was a pretty, like... I I don't think much of that. I mean, it makes sense. There's... Desperate, sure. desperate for an idea, and they're like, "Let's just do that again." Whoa, this is interesting. Either the wiki's not something here doesn't make sense. Something here does not add up, my friend. Jason Teague does not appear in this episode because Jensen Ackles was filming the pilot for his show Supernatural. The timeline here does not work out, right? Pilot. Hmm. Though this would have been filmed long before it aired, but also I feel like they're writing him out because that doesn't explain. I, I assume Supernatural was already happening, and then Gosh, that's why yeah. there's a hasty write out yeah. here. There is no source. There is no source here uh, on this, so we do not know if someone on the wiki was just guessing. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I would like to know more. If if he yeah, was we'll, if we'll he looking. didn't they didn't know he had supernatural until now, then what the fuck were they doing with his character? What the fuck is happening here? Then they were just like <laughs> I've been granting some I've been granting some grace because like <laughs> shit went down here, you know? Right. They, we have this very charming actor, and we give him a right off the bat a main character role, and then we just give him nothing to do right right that don't make no sense um um karen gallagher was said to have gotten pregnant while attending a party thrown by a smallville high student named christina verano christina verano was the name of a post-production coordinator on smallville who later became an associate producer on the show in season nine and season ten that's fun i like stuff like that mm-hmm. um Clark and Lana finding Evan in a field parallels Jonathan and Martha's experience when they found Clark in the pilot, what? even down to the part where Lana slams on the brakes. <laughs> really? It's literally the text of the episode. Yeah. Um, um, okay. Evan's ability of rapid cell growth is harnessed and perfected by Lex to create clones. The later results are Project Ares and Project Gemini, as seen in Prototype, Kara, Gemini, and Persona. Okay. Um, uh, Clark will later reference the events of this episode in the episode Guardian. Guardian is a season 11 issue of the comic book. Um, that's it for this one. This one's a stinker. Yeah. I, I'm not giving it a, I don't think it's a grade A stinker, like zero. No, the um, Lionel saves it. Lionel saves it. 
Right, right. Um, so that wraps it up for Ageless. Uh, next week, we're going on to Forever, the penultimate. Yep. Is that correct? Yep. Yep. Second to last episode yep. of season four? Almost another one in the can. This, oh, man, the uh, the little image here looks good. <laughs> what is the uh, image? But I won't Just, spoil it. Oh, okay. All right. All right. I know what, I won't spoil I know it. what happens next week. I'm also, yeah, not quite sure I could explain this <laughs> accurately, but it looks wild. Uh, this has been the Talent Mix. Thank you so much for listening. Um, hey, if you're on Spotify or iTunes or, or any podcatcher app with the option to give the show five stars, we'd certainly appreciate that. Um, or, you know, whatever stars you think are worth it. <laughs> if you think we're a three-star show, we get it. We won't be like, what? <laughs> um Hey, also in the uh, in the podcast description, we have a link to our Patreon. We are extremely humble. Yes, um, I can't hear you, Brian. But I'm since we're almost done with the episode, I'm just gonna go. I'm just gonna go. My question is this: um, Will we one day do a podcast without anything going wrong? Yeah!